Hi, welcome to Tabletop Transmissions. I'm one of your hosts, as always, Liz, and joining me tonight. <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Joining me tonight is. Hi, it's Cassie. And this is Fran. All right. So, I know we promised you folks we would do diceless role-playing games tonight. However, since all three of us have kind of had adventures in the past week. Uh, I kind of wanted to do a rundown on what we've been up to. So I promise we will do diceless games, but uh, right now, kind of uh, enjoy some enjoy some of this. <laughs> so uh, I guess first of all, what have we been up to? So, Cassie, what did you get to do this weekend? Well, on Friday. Uh, I got to go to um, the corporate headquarters of gaming company Wizards of the Coast, the people responsible for Magic the Gathering and, at this point, Dungeons and Dragons. Um, every time they have a new product release, they have a friends and family uh, night or afternoon, um, and um, I'm signed up for some reason, for the D&D ones, because I have no interest in the Magic mm -hmm. ones. Sorry, Magic players. So um, this week, as you may know, um, a box set called D&D &D Essentials was released. So uh, I went, and a lot of... Basically, it's um, playing either something out of the release um, product or something that um, relates to the released product. So, um, for, um, oh God, what's the name of the book? The Waterdeep book that came oh, out. Oh, um, ah, Mad Mage? I, no, the one before it. Um, oh, Waterdeep um, Heist? Yeah, yes. Uh, that's, mm, no? Uh, okay. uh, well, there was, um, what's his name's guide to everything? No, it was the one after that. It's, I think oh, it's, okay. yeah. So for that, we played something that was vaguely related and could lead into the book. Um, in this case, uh, Dungeons & Dragons Essentials box set came out, and we actually played um, the parts of... Uh, there are... Okay, so let me tell you what's in the box. How's that? Uh, the box comes with everything, pretty much everything you need to play a basic D&D uh, 5th edition game for, uh, taking characters from 1st to 6th level. Um, it's got the rulebook that you know you can use to help create characters and blah 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 it's got um the adventure it's got maps it's got um cards that go with the adventure with you know uh, magic items and spells and uh etc cetera, etc cetera on them so you have everything at your fingertips it's even got dice it's got blank character sheets as well as i think pre-made characters um it's got um links uh not links uh codes so you can get a discount on a pdf for the player's handbook so you can get mm -hmm. a free free something or other from D, D beyond i haven't looked into that yet blah 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 all that stuff so it is an amazing package um in the adventure i don't want to give anything away but i will say there are a large number well, i won't say a large number a very decent number of um parts of the adventure you know like areas and quests and subquests and things like that we managed to go to three of them um actually technically we were we went we got to two and we um 
we didn't actually get to the third one because um, we ran out of time. But um, Justin, the DM, just said, okay, so here's what's going to happen. <laughs> took us through what we would have encountered in the third one because he wanted it. He wanted to give us closure. <laughs> um, mm. But yeah, it was, I mean, as always, it was a tremendous amount of fun. And as always, I felt absolutely safe there. Um, I, I, I peed in the women's restroom. There wasn't a problem. Mm-hmm. I even w- went to the restroom with uh, a cis woman who was in my game who I didn't know before today. Um, it was not, and that was in, the, inter- the other interesting thing was most of the people who I knew couldn't make this one. So I was at a table where I knew exactly one person, um, other than the DM. And, uh, and it was fine. It was great. No one treated me weird. You know, no one, I, I don't even think I got mis, mis, uh, gendered at all, including mm-hmm. by the, you know, the, the, um, snack stand, the cafe stand staff when I got lunch. Um, that is, that is actually better than my weekend. Um, well, this was only Friday. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, um, it was just, it was a great experience. Um, I, I, um, the guy that I do know brought three of his kids. So I wound up sitting next to, I think she was a 12 year old girl. And it was very interesting because I'm like, I, I, I feel like we have a connection because we're both in the early stages of female puberty. And it's very weird. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was probably too much, but, um, no, yeah. it, was, it was just the right amount. Thank you. It was a great time. I had a lot of fun. Um, wish you could have been there, Fran. But mm, you were doing something yeah. far more interesting. What yeah, were you I don't know. Doing this weekend, Fran? Uh, well, <clears throat> this weekend, my wife and I were tabling our first convention. So. Uh, yeah, we uh, we went to uh, Dragonflight, which is a um a little convention in bellevue washington um heavy emphasis on role playing uh but a decent amount of tabletop gaming too um i was pleasantly surprised for um such a small it's it's an interesting con it's been going for literally ages um this was um they they can credibly claim that this was the 40th anniversary oh of the con. Oh my god. Yeah. Um it started out as basically just kind of a hall party on uh UW campus. And oh. then it spread out to a location in Seattle, I think, and then um moved over to Bellevue. Um and uh it was pretty sizable and it was a really amazing mix of really seriously grognardy grognards and you know everybody else down to little kids who are running around getting stickers in a in a uh, scavenger hunt um so oh, that, that that's fun i would also like to run around and get stickers <laughs> mm-hmm. oh no we, they 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 weren't alone by any means uh we definitely had um several adults come by our booth we were one of the stops so we kept tripping people up because our uh, logo changed in between when we submitted ages and ages ago and when we actually managed to get a banner printed. Um, you got you got them. You got them more like this banner. 
we have a more like this. Well, we kind of have a, we, we have a big sheet of paper with the more like this industries uh, logo on it. Neat. And uh, eventually we'll have a more permanent banner. But uh, oh. but this one worked out and it was quick and dirty. And this was our first con. So um, we learned an awful lot. Um, so basically every day we went home and we came back the next day with the thing we should have had yesterday. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, tape, need, need, need tape. Yes. Bring tape. Okay. Oh, extension cord. Definitely need that. Um, our, uh, our, um, our booth buddies were fantastic. Our booth neighbors, um, uh, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to look them up for shout outs because uh they were uh they were really, really terrific folks. Um but uh yeah, so uh, and and uh we ran we ran the um the uh vigilant training missions twice, uh first on Friday and then and then again on Saturday. Vigilant training missions are uh it's a a small role-playing game with pre-made characters that ties into our book. Um, and uh, you play the parts of Vigilance of Vesh uh, on your final shakedown mission before you uh, before you fully become Vigilance. And, you know, these things are always milk runs, so, of course, nothing is possibly going to go wrong. Can't possibly be dangerous. Possibly um, go wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a three- to four-hour game. So, yeah. Nothing could go wrong. And um, you and, did that on two days out of the. Yeah, we uh, well, we tried to do we tried to do all three days. We also mm -hmm. learned that that is a mistake because you will be very tired and you will not be at your booth. Um, so mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we ended up doing Friday and uh, Sarah ran again on Sunday, okay. and uh, the folks who played had a great deal of fun, and we did in fact manage to sell. Uh, a fair number of uh, a fair number of books. We didn't quite make back our table cost, but for our first con, I can't really complain. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That sounds so like a. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say. So you you're gonna be doing? Are you gonna be doing any other cons this year, or is that it until Orca? Uh, I the the next one we have planned is Orca. Okay. So. Are you tabling at Orca Con? Um. It's a little bit up in the air at the moment, but um, yeah, we're we kind of we can talk about yeah. that offline. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. So, what did you do, Liz? So, I went to FlameCon this year. Uh, it was it was it was an experience. Um, <laughs> so, like, first of all, like we bought way too many books. <laughs> That was that was the problem. We so our philosophy for packing ended up being we were gonna try to pack light. Uh huh. Um, we did not anticipate either of us of uh, getting too many books. Mm. We should have. Um, can can yeah. I stop you for just a second? Yeah. Um, for those listeners who are not in the know, can you talk about FlameCon and what it is? Oh yeah. So FlameCon is pr um. It's primarily a Comic-Con, but what's interesting about it, it is a queer Comic-Con. Um, so there are all sorts of gay and queer creators 
and panels and some really, really interesting stuff. Um, like I, I, I'll, I'll say up front, like my, the two people I most wanted to meet, uh, were Crystal Frazier and Kate Leith. Uh, Crystal Frazier, she does stuff for, um, uh, for Green Ronin. She does stuff for everybody. Well, for everybody right now, but she's <laughs> yeah. like heading the Mutants and Masterminds line for Green Ronin. Yep. So that's, that's super cool. Uh, and, she, and she had her, she actually had two books. I'm going to talk a little bit about them, but we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, well, she had other books, but she had two role-playing books. Uh, where was, oh yeah. So, and Kate Lath, who does animation and all sorts of stuff. Uh, she's done animation for Steven Universe, for Adventure Time, uh, all, all over the place. But, um. Yeah, did that, met, met them. Uh, both of them were really amazing. Well, yeah, Crystal was fantastic. Like, that was that was the high point of my... Like, I don't... Crystal is the one who's commanded me to go to OrcaCon, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Well, she's right. I, I commanded you to go to OrcaCon. You just well, don't listen to me. No, no, I listened to you, and then we were we were with Crystal, and I'm like, I only see you once every year. I mean, it sucks. And she said, go to OrcaCon. I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. When is, when is OrcaCon? It's in January. Yep. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Cool. Me, I have to talk to Jeff because we're uh, I don't know we're getting we're getting we got so much stuff coming up like we're not like this isn't uh audience enjoy enjoy a small slice of my life right now <laughs> um we're next weekend we're driving out to Michigan um, we're gonna well we're gonna get so we're we're buying a camper and a truck. And we're going to be camping lesbians. Mm-hmm. The dog's uh, going to love that. Yeah, and dog, dog mom lesbians. Uh, we're really, <laughs> we're really leaning into this, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah. Are well. Are you buying a Subaru? Do you already own one? <laughs> I'm, I'm not totally sure how the rules work. So. Uh, no, no, we're, we're we've. I, I mean, was... I I have a CRV that has. Um, <laughs> have I ever told you guys what my bumper sticker is? <laughs> yes. Yes, in fact, you have told me. Okay. Uh, Fran, do you know what my bumper sticker is? No, let's, well, you know, now you have to tell us. No, I have to. Uh, It says my other ride is a Hitachi. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so good times. Um, Something, something professionals. My mom, my mom saw that the other day and forgot Mm. she was on there. We went to have lunch. Did she know what it meant? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> she just looked at me. She's like, I can't deal with you right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, is that the only thing I've disappointed my mom with? Uh, I'm going to call that one a success. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, as, no, anyway, so I've had. As a lesbian dog mom here, friend, I, I'm going to say you don't need the Subaru. You just need a large vehicle. Uh, we, we will have that. We're, mm-hmm. we're getting a big gay truck. Yeah, I, I I have a a lovely station wagon that my dog fits nicely into. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So, but anyway, uh, where was I? Flamecon. Flamecon. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Flamecon did had a bunch of cool stuff, and I'm gonna 
I want to stick to the positive. I'm going to bring up a couple things I had issues with, but I think they're just they're room for improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, primarily, it's a comic con. It's not a tabletop convention, mm-hmm. but uh, we walked around, found some cool stuff. Uh, found a comic that's all about trans and lesbian westerns. Seriously? Yeah, that I sounds do, awesome. I, I do not have it in front of me, but please uh, send me I, that information. I will send that to you. Yes. Um, so that was really cool. Uh, we went to a panel on the gay, <laughs> just the gay, um, no, the gay, uh, renaissance in animation. Oh, was really interesting. Um, we also, let's see, what else did we do? Uh, we went to, oh, we went to a live poetry reading. Hmm. Like that was all nerd poetry. <laughs> um, if, if you had told me that a poem read in the voice of Stitch from Lilo and Stitch about mental health would have made me cry, um, I may have not would have believed you, but yeah, it did. Mm. No, I can believe that. <clears throat> I mean, that that was the first not perfect. Uh, family Disney film, really, I think. You know, it's between that and Mulan, but they were the first ones where it was like, we are clearly dysfunctional, but we're still heroes. Yeah. I think there were others, but that's another discussion. (laughs) Mm. But, uh, yeah, so that was cool. Uh, Went to a panel called Designing X-Women. That was all about designing new costumes for X-Men based nice. around a theme. Huh. Uh, that was really cool. Um, and played some played some D and D. Nice. Yeah. Um, actually, fun fun kind of a funny thing happened. We we ran into some friends from Georgia. We had no idea we were even there. <laughs> Oh wow! That's oh, cool. Sorry, that's my phone. Sorry. Oh no worries. Uh, yeah, like I just I just get it. Like we're 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 chilling, trying to figure out what we want to do for dinner, mm. and I get a text, and it's it's our friends were like, "Are you in New York?" We're like, "Yeah." <laughs> so that's you. That's you two. I'm looking at right now, <laughs> and I look around, and there are friends. And it's like, oh, okay. That's wonderful. That is awesome. Um, had the best, so much good food this weekend. Uh, I love I just, Cuban. I love I just, Cuban food. I just keep thinking of it, about your uh, your drunk your drunk tweeting. That just... oh, okay, okay. I'm gonna explain that. Um, <laughs> so we uh, so we, this is this is the same night as the Cuban food. Uh-huh. So mm. we go we go to get um really good really good Cuban place. Like the best black beans and rice I've ever tasted. Uh, this wonderful wow. sauteed like steak that's been sauteed and stewed and like tomatoes and red pepper sauce. Oh, Damn. it's oh, so good. Um, and we got like sangria for the table and, uh, <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm a lightweight and, I, I wasn't going to drink any, but then they put some in front of me, and I didn't want to be rude to the waiter. 
which I realize now is ridiculous, <laughs> but <laughs> I was super tired and super thirsty, and so I just drank what was in front of me, mm-hmm. and half a glass, uh, or I'm sorry, um, half a glass of uh, sangria later, <laughs> I'm I'm gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. <laughs> that was that was so. Any of you follow me on Twitter? Uh, go back to about Saturday night. It wasn't just on tw- on you on Twitter. You actually <laughs> made a uh, made a tweet from our official Twitter. Oh wow! <laughs> I did. I, I did. Yep. It, it was it was and my, crimes. My my response was, of course, go home, Liz. Yogi. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that was a, that was fun. Um took Jess to see her first Broadway show. Cool. Mm. Uh, we went to go see Wicked. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of one that didn't like... I thought about Phantom of the Opera, but honestly, if you really look at it, Phantom of the Opera is pretty rapey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, eh, no, I'm good. So... And King uh, Kong had already closed, right? So uh... no, King Kong is still there. And I thought about that one, but but I, I hadn't seen it, and I wanted something I knew was going to be just blow her socks off for her. Um, yeah. Um, thought about Chicago. Mm-hmm. But hmm. Wicked. Nothing. Ah, uh, nothing yeah. beat Wicked. It's my favorite. Yeah, Wicked is. Uh, yeah. I uh I definitely cried. Yeah. Oh, speaking oh, as the is... one who hasn't read or seen it, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you should read the book; it's pretty good. Both are worthwhile. Yeah, oh. uh, it's it's my absolute favorite Broadway show. Hi, this is now a Broadway podcast for anyone else tuning in. But um, no, no. Uh, so it was it was good. Um, we did go. So kind of. Some things that were interesting. Um, we played D and D. Just got to play her first game of D and D. Oh gosh. Um, she was a wizard. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a devil may care uh, Genasi. Uh, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. air Genasi fighter, mm-hmm. who used her uh, levitation powers within the first. I think 20 minutes. <laughs> I, I was just like, you know, I'm super lazy. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, kind of, kind of had a bit of a, a bit of an issue at the game. Um, and this isn't so much the cons fault as maybe my issue with a certain subset of, of older, predominantly male queer folk. Mm. Don't mm-hmm. really pay attention or respect pronouns. Mm-hmm. Ew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was yeah. that was interesting. Um, we, we don't like the stereotype on this podcast, but mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think all of us have met that person. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The game itself was fun, and I I wish I feel so bad. the The gentleman who ran it, he is a a game designer who does some indie stuff as well as some OSR stuff. Mm, that's uh, nice. it, but it, it was an interesting game. Um, 
so kind of the super one of the things we also went to was a panel about queerness and tabletop role playing. That's the panel that um I saw on Twitter that I pointed you towards. Yeah, so we yeah. we went to go do that, and um, it was definitely interesting. I'm not hmm. I'm not saying it was bad, but it does. It does kind of make me well. Let me okay. Let me walk you through what I here. Here's kind of what what it was about. It was predominantly about um, queerness and role playing, but it really quickly became about indie games and role playing. Hmm. Which and I, I'm not complaining about indie games. I love indie games, hmm. but I, I love traditional role-playing games, and I think there's plenty of room for queerness in both of them. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I kind of felt like there was a lot of negativity towards traditional role-playing games, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It does. Like, and I'm not, I'm not trying to start an argument or a fight, but like, one of the designers who does predominantly LARPs talked about this LARP where they played, uh, it was like a five-day LARP, and you um, you were people experiencing the AIDS epidemic in 1985. Hmm. Holy crap. Yeah, and it was like, okay, so like the first like part of the day is like workshopping and learning, and then the, the then you play for like three hours, and then the last part of the evening is more workshopping and learning and context. And it's like, okay, that's that's great. That sounds awesome. I'm, a, I'm glad you could do that. But yeah. not mm-hmm. everyone can do something like yeah. that. That's yeah. not a game. That's a learning event. Yeah. Well, it can be both. But uh, that's, that is definitely a very, very specific slice of what gaming is about. Yeah, yeah, and and I just, I really, and I really felt, I guess what affected me the most was Crystal Fraser. Crystal was on that panel, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like she got to share anything. I feel like they just mm-hmm. kind of, they kind of brushed over the things she's done and the accomplishments mm-hmm. she's made, and and. I don't know. I'm probably being overprotective of people I like. and I, I, I have a question that might be an uncomfortable question. No, I love uncomfortable questions. Go was for she it. The only, was she the only trans person on the panel? She was not the only trans okay. person on the panel. There was, well, a, a, yeah. there was another trans person there. Um, so that wasn't that wasn't okay. the worst of it. And then the, in the um, there was actually, I'm sorry, I take that back. There were uh, there were there were three trans folks in total, counting the moderator. Okay. So it wasn't it it wasn't um it wasn't a situation like that. I think it was. I don't know. I kind of I kind the kind of the impression I got it was games are an art form, and I I definitely agree with that sentiment. But sometimes you can take that a little bit too far mm-hmm. and forget to have fun. Yeah. I, I mean, we could do a whole episode on this. It's the uh, the um, bogus uh, indie, um, the, or the you know the bogus indie edge game um, reg- normal role playing 
divide, which some people some people are really invested in having there be a division between the between the artsy games and mm. oh that's just that's just D and D or role playing or you know Cthulhu or whatever and and they're they've create some people have created this divide that doesn't actually exist. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I kind I I kind of feel like that was the vibe I was getting from the panel. Yeah. Like it wasn't terrible. I definitely learned a lot. Like um, the Q and A section was actually for me the best because I got to ask mm. a quite like so I picked up. So of course the first thing I did was immediately go. We we immediately went to find the people we knew we wanted to see and get the mm-hmm. things we knew we wanted so they didn't sell out. Yeah, that's yep. a smart way. So I picked up, um, I picked up the mutants and masterminds. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I can't talk. Mutants uh-huh. and masterminds, basic hero handbook mm-hmm. that uh, that Crystal had written. Uh-huh. And this is kind of a thing I think about a lot. Is um, I love superhero games, but I always feel like superhero games tend to display authority figures in a very positive light. Mm. And as queer folk, I don't feel very comfortable doing that. Yeah, uh-huh. it's the whole the whole is Spider-Man a cop question. And I yeah. I, actually, I can answer that question. In my mind, Spider-Man exists in a universe where there are actually good police officers you can trust. Mm. Because they're so. fictional. Because they're fiction, mm-hmm. yeah. That that's how yeah. I rectify it in my mind. But and because we can imagine the damn universe we want, yeah, not the uh, one uh, we have. On the other hand, Batman is a helicopter. Oh no, he definitely <laughs> is. Um, yeah. But anyway, so I got to ask, uh, how do you how do you deal with that? How do you deal with uh, playing a genre that presents uh, author- authoritarian figures in a positive light? A lot mm. of times as queer people who are, well, we are not treated very well by those authority figures often. Mm. Um, and the answer was my question was, it was actually a really good one, um, that superheroes tend to, that she, that she tends to approach superheroes as policing their own, like mm. policing their own community, like queer folk do. Mm. And I thought that was really interesting and thought-provoking. So she's mainly saying, you know, superheroes versus supervillains rather than superheroes versus um, muggers or specific street mm. crime. Right. Or telling, yeah. well, maybe not quite, but or, or telling stories where the police aren't presented as the good guys. Like, there's nothing mm. written that says, like, uh, your characters have to trust the police. Like it's very you could absolutely do antagonistic and and uh, and stuff like that. So and I and I and I'm actually flipping through the adventure here in the book, and like it doesn't have like I'm really impressed where it doesn't have going to the cops or, or wrapping up with authority figures as an option. Mm. So that's that's something that was really. That was really uh, kind of impressive towards me. But um, yeah, so like I said, the con itself was really good. There were some moments that I think I, I just I just 
I took a little bit of an issue with, but they weren't big issues. And I think it's more, I don't think of, I don't think, I don't think the book I'm holding in my hand is any less art than, or is any less art or is any less powerful than um, the stories told with real indie game with with more indie games if that makes Mm -hmm. sense it makes perfect sense because they both come from they both depend on the human mind they Mm -hmm. both depend on depend on the creativity of their players and their referees and they can all basically i mean within the limits of simulation which we could argue about they go as far as the players and the and the game masters want to go it's kind of like it reminds me of something my mom used to tell me. For for those who don't know, my mom is uh, an English teacher with a master's in British literature. So she she knows her stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, uh, which might explain why one of my favorite books of all time is Don Quixote. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So anyway, um, there was one day I remember uh, freshman English class when I was in high school. Beginning of class, Bell has it wrong. I'm sitting there. I think I'm reading Dragonlance for like the umpteenth millionth time. Mm-hmm. But come on, who doesn't love Dragons of Autumn Twilight? Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> we're both being polite. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well, to be perfectly frank, I never got into Dragonlance. It mm-hmm. came out at a time when I was just not interested in it, and. I'm I'm much I'm much more interested in it now that I played a couple of the modules than I was ever as a kid. So yeah. I apologize for that. No, it's okay. It's okay. Like so. <laughs> and all I'll say is the last thing I ever ever want to do is yuck on somebody else's yum. So uh, yeah, yeah. So my personal feelings about it, as much as I joke, you know, you you get on with your bad self. I mean, I did meet Margaret Weiss once, and she's a she was a lovely, lovely person. I oh I can. <laughs> Do y'all want to know my story about meeting Margaret White? Well, let's let's finish this story first. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's um, let's finish this derail before we head off down another derail. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so um, English teacher says, "Ah, uh, what are you reading?" She looks at the book. She's like, mm, "We'll get you reading something that's that's real, like real literature." <sighs> and I go home and I tell my mom that, and she's like, "Never let anyone tell that to you." You're reading. That's good. Stories yeah, I mean, are stories. Doesn't I, matter what you're reading, as long as you're doing it. I I can tell you. I uh, my mom is a librarian. I hang out with a number of librarians. Um, they had the same argument about graphic novels or whatever. Words are words. If you're reading them, you are reading, and that is good. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Same goes for games. Mm-hmm. Game. You know, games. If you're using your imagination, if you are reaching beyond yourself, if you're trying to stretch yourself, that's good. Yep. And there, there, it, basically, there is no good game that has a simulation so rigid uh, that it can't be bent if you, mm. if you really want to go there. Mm, Starfleet Battles, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Starfleet Battles isn't a role-playing game. That's 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 a tactical game, I and just... I think they're very very different. But um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so we did that. Um, 
like I said, it wasn't. It, I don't think it was a bad. It was a bad panel. I I I think I think it could have. I think it could have. It could have been. There could have been a better mix. Um. But yeah, I, I like that. I don't. I'm not gonna. I don't want to be too negative. But yeah, I, it was. It was all right. Um. Then there was there was so much. I'm sure I'm forgetting something. <laughs> but like, um, this is a good time. Uh, the con staff are very polite. They have uh, all gender bathrooms, which I really appreciated. And they marked which ones have urinals, which ones don't. So it's like I I had heard I think actually it was Crystal complaining about this that someone was giving the con staff shit about the fact that there were yeah. all gender free bathrooms. Oh, and um, I'm glad that 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 didn't leak out further than no yeah yeah, yeah. I didn't have any problems. Um, one, so okay so it's in it's in the Sheridan Hotel there in New York and. The one thing I will say about the bathrooms is they're so weirdly laid out. So, like, there's there's the entryway, and then there's kind of this narrowing, like it's almost like a funnel. Mm-hmm. Before you get to the bathroom, so like two people can't, like, you can't have someone walking in to go to the bathroom, and another mm-hmm. person walking out. It's it's very strange. Um, yeah, but uh. <laughs> there was there was a moment so we're walking out of we're walking out of the hotel um i think it was i think it was saturday afternoon to go get lunch uh-huh. and um i'm i'm looking out into the lobby and i see some people dressed in they're all wearing um tan blazer tan skirts red hat with some kind of um it's it's not it's not it was not like a hijab but it was like some hmm. kind of veil thing. I'm not really sure. Hmm. And I look at them and I'm trying to figure out, it's like, what are these people cosplaying as? And, and I say that out loud and Jess looks over and she's like, they're stewardesses. <laughs> and it's like, oh, right. Oh, yeah. Normal people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, and then we had like, I had a moment at dinner. And it's like, I looked around and I was like, oh, right. Straights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah. It was. It was a. It was kind of a weird. Yeah. When we, yeah. When we were at uh, Emerald City last year, and we would get into the elevator, and every now and then there would be just this family who's come to Seattle and is staying in the hotel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Odd. Yeah. I, I actually, I want to jump back for a second to something that you were talking about, which is that um, I am very pleased to see. That, um, as I said, um, Dragonflight is a 40-year-old con, um, and there were plenty of the the nardiest grognards that I've met. I had a, a long conversation with somebody about the founding fathers at our table, um, and uh, you know he was serious and coming hard at me with real scholarship and knowledge, and I'm sitting here going, "Wow, okay." Um, I didn't see anybody wearing a MAGA hat, but there were, there were, this was a, this was a very different crowd from the kind of cons that I'm used to going to in some ways. And yet there were loads of people with they, them ribbons that they had gotten at the con. 
there was an all gender bathroom that you could that uh that was easily located there were you know cosplay is not consent was you know was written up and was explicitly talked about um you know being polite about being pe- polite about people's gender presentation was a thing that that was specifically called out like the the world ain't perfect but um it seems like nerds are kind of growing a little bit i you hope know? so i hope so too I'd, I'd like to think so um it's funny you mentioned maga hats mm-hmm. um so in the lobby of the sheridan i happened to see one and the dude is just looking down the hallway that's leading mm-hmm. toward the registration desk and he is just <laughs> oozing contempt. I was like, dude, you have come to the wrong place <laughs> this week. Yeah. Uh, it, it, no, it was overall, it was a good time. Um, nice convention, fun staff. It's predominantly, it's predominantly comics. So there wasn't a huge gaming presence, but we did get mm. to play a little bit of D&D. That was nice. And uh, rest of the time, just kind of spent doing other stuff. I would love mm-hmm. to go to FlameCon. I wish it wasn't in freaking yeah. Times Square and so damn expensive. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, like we didn't. Yeah, I will say though, like we didn't stay at the Sheridan. We stayed at um, Hampton Inn, mm-hmm. and it was about I don't know, a block and a half away. Oh, that's not bad. No, we had a much cheaper room, and her room was our room was huge. I did not expect wow. a room that big in New York. And I was no, like, I, I wouldn't. I asked Jess, like, is this a standard room? She's like, yeah, just standard room. But we had like a couch and everything. It was nice. It was it was it was good, uh, and mm-hmm. you know, free breakfast. Mm. Which one morning I did not get up for. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, was, I was after the half of glass of sangria and get me in. <laughs> Just like, do you want to sleep? <laughs> I think I responded maybe with a, an angry mutter. Mm-hmm. She's like, all right, I'm going to bring you orange juice and muffins later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. it's like, I, I want to start a fun to send me to a con, but I can't decide if it's Flame Con or Jan Con. Yeah, you know, I've been waffling back and forth on do I want to go, do we want to go to Gen Con next year? Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I don't know if I can do, like, one thing I will say, it was crowded. Like, Mm -hmm. it was, and, like, I remember I went to Gen Con, oh, God, five years ago. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, 25-year-old me could absolutely do that. 30-year-old me, I don't know if I could handle the crowds. Oh, come on. 47-year-old me, just actually 46 at the time, rocked Emerald City this year. And all right, all right. It no. is the most crowded convention this side of San Diego. I'm going to say. Um, okay, uh, yeah, we're definitely still thinking about it. What, what friend? Oh, I was going to say PAX is actually the most crowded, well, but Emerald City, Emerald City runs a, runs a pretty close second. I mean, it's this. Well, they have they have about the same um, attendance because they have the, the same attendance limits, right? Mm-hmm. And Emerald um, City always sells out. Yeah, but uh, well, yeah, and PAX. PAX uh, sells out too. Yeah, it's PAX overflows, or at least 
the 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 times that I was involved with it, PAX overflowed further than Emerald City did. Mm. But uh, yeah, I don't I I don't actually know anymore. Um, I've I've only gone to PAX for actual work events when I was you know connected to something in the gaming universe. So mm-hmm. so it's been a while. So um, any other questions y'all want to ask me about FlameCon? Or anything else? Did I, did I talk too much? I think I talked too much. No, I don't think you talked no, too I much wanted, at all. I wanted to hear about it. <laughs> okay. All right. And it was very much on topic, I thought. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So let's uh let's move on to letting everyone else talk. What okay. are we uh what are we shouting out to this week? I finally saw Spider Man Far From Home. Haven't mm-hmm. seen it yet. Haven't seen it yet. I know this is a well. First of all, you should wait because they're re-releasing it on August 30th with new footage. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what we're gonna go do. Um, and I'm so pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. finally see it, and the next day they announce. <laughs> because Jess yeah. hasn't watched Jess hasn't watched Endgame yet. Oh, okay. Because mm. well, it's three hours. You absolutely long. need mm-hmm. to see Endgame first, unless you want to be totally spoiled. Yeah, it's three hours long, so mm-hmm. that's why we're we're gonna do it at home. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, and of course, it's a it's a terrible day to talk about the Marvel Universe Spider Man because the Marvel Universe Spider Man as of today is no more. Yeah. Um, but you know, I I'm honestly uh, so for those who don't know, although by the time this comes out, I'm sure you will. Um, Sony has decided to end its partnership with Marvel Studios as far as making Spider-Man films. Now, um, mm. reports are contradictory as to whether there will be um, supposedly Tom Holland and the director whose name I'm completely blocking on still are still in the plant in the works for making two more films to finish things off. Hmm. The question is what whether they'll be able to have anything to do with the Marvel Universe, whether they're still tied into an agreement or, or what. Um, and, um, I mean, I'm going to go on the record here as probably sounding like the bad person, but, um, I am way more ticked off at Marvel Disney about this than I'm at Sony, even though Sony is the one who broke the agreement because they broke the agreement because Marvel Disney said to Sony, well, we now want 50% of all merchandise and profits. And Sony Mm. was like, that wasn't the deal. And uh, the, our deal was 5%. And I, yeah. I would imagine that because that was what they had done. Sony was getting 95%. Mm-hmm. Disney was getting 5%. So to and, quote from another Disney property, I have altered the deal. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. But I mean, I think mm-hmm. that I think it's possible that Sony should have um, negotiated maybe up to like 15% or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I strongly suspect that they got a final offer from um from from disney because that's what disney does mm-hmm. um but i don't so i don't know what's going to happen in the future but i will say i think tom holland was a fantastic fantastic casting choice mm-hmm. yeah. um I I, I I i i what i like to say is that um oh my god i'm blocking on his name uh, toby mcguire was a great peter parker and an okay Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield was a great Spider-Man and a so-so Peter Parker. I really liked 
the Andrew Garfield movies. Oh, I do too. I just didn't think he was as good as a, P- a Peter as he was as, when he was in the suit. Tom Holland is a great Peter Parker and a great Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I'm, I always, I will always love the Raimi movies, at least the first two. Yeah. Um, and I actually really liked the Andrew Garfield movies a lot, but I really feel like. Homecoming and Far From Home really have grabbed into, and probably because they were connected to the larger Marvel universe, which helped, but they've really grabbed onto Spider-Man for me. And also, Far From Home is a fantastic Mysterio story. I mean, it's mm-hmm. really good. I really enjoyed it. So, yeah. do you want to know what my favorite thing about um, the uh, the MCU Spider-Man is? What's that? Uh, that that uh mcu spider-man is trans see i think i think you're right i i peter parker absolutely i mean i know this is a silly fan theory but tom holland has said he's fine with it um yes i was going to mention that um that uh spider-man is trans and the thing that's going around the internet that's got um the internet it's just twitter that's got some oh some fanboys uh with their i won't in a twist because god knows they'd never wear those um <laughs> is the whole idea that spider you know someone's someone has said spider-man's bi and they're like no spider-man is straight and shows pictures of him kissing you know gwen stacy and mary jane and blah 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 and i'm like there is no evidence there's no published evidence that say says spider-man cannot be bi mm-hmm. none at all just because yep. he's married to mary jane means nothing mm-hmm well, a lot of people don't seem to understand how bisexuality and pansexuality works. Yeah, uh, including some queer people. Mm. Anyway, yeah, but yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So, spy, so yes, uh, Peter Parker being trans, I think, is wonderful. I, I have my own my own sort of wish that um, there's a new Legion of Superheroes comic coming, and I desperately want Cosmic Boy to be a trans man. But hmm. it's not going to happen. <laughs> my my one problem when people are like such and such characters trans is, and admittedly, I have my specific slice of folks who go to support meetings and talk to each other on Twitter and all this other stuff. But I have never met a trans person who never fucking talked about the fact that they were trans. <laughs> like, like, that's my big issue is... You know, he'd say something. He'd mutter under his breath or or some fucking thing. I mean, I buy so it. The my, physique, the attitude and everything, those all fit, but but goddamn, you know, he'd be he'd be talking about it at some point. My theory, my theory is that he does. It's written in, but Disney just sucks and they won't let him be trans. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. That listen, that's what I do. It works as a headcanon. Uh, it's, can we all av- agree, though, that Void from Incredibles 2 is trans? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, thank you. I, I'm sold, I'm definitely sold on and it's a headcanon. I, she just, I mean, I saw that movie and I was like, I, I, you know, I was just newly out. And I'm mm. watching that movie and I'm like, I'm getting such trans vibes from, from this character. But dang, it must be just me because I'm seeing trans everywhere because I'm, I just came out a few months ago and, and then I went on the internet and was like, everybody thinks she's trans. Like, so, but there, there, kind of a kind of a cool thing though is there are 
there are actual trans actors in the movie. Really? Hmm. Yeah, some of the some of Peter's classmates. Um, I, I, I for the life of me cannot remember who. Um, there's a non-binary person and a transmasculine person. Are are yeah. they the barely speaking ones? Yeah, but they're there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, dude, casting is casting. Ooh. Well, you know, you you eat the you eat the elephant one bite at a time. Yeah, so, so I don't I don't since Liz hasn't said anything and uh, seen it rather, and since um other people may not, I don't want to say anything specific about it, but I really did enjoy it. Um, I would not say that there is any queer content in it. Uh, mm. at least not obvious queer content, mm. but it's a lot of fun. And Zendaya is awesome as well. So, Fran, what uh, what are you digging this week? Oh, boy. Um, Did you see any new games at Dragonflight or anything? I saw a table at Dragonflight and uh, people in front of the table. Um, I... <clears throat> yeah, actually, um, I got... I If we're, if we're kind of doing shout-outs... I will say that we were in the best booth position I can imagine being in. Um, one, we were right by the uh, registration desk, which is great. Um, I, I, I think people could argue whether or not it's actually an advantageous position because people are usually there on their way someplace else and not, you know, standing there going, I have money in my hands. I should spend it. But, um, but we found it pretty productive. And on top of that, we had the best booth neighbors I can imagine. On the left side of us was a company called Geek Noms, N-O-M-Z, oh my God. Uh, out of Everett. And uh, they make all kinds of really delicious handmade nerdy chocolates. And uh, um, like uh, they had a... Um, uh, let me see if I can get this right. They had a pumpkin spice flavored BB-8. Um, they had little chocolate, chocolate, solid chocolate Millennium Falcons, and you know, it was just, it was just awesome. So you know, we're sitting there with that smell on one side, and then on the other side, we had the lovely Friday afternoon tea company of uh, of uh, Wallingford in the Seattle area. And um, they are incredibly, incredibly uh, geeky. Their, their, um, their teas are absolutely amazing. Um, Friday, the woman who runs it and for whom it is named, uh, has incredible taste in, uh, in teas. Um, you can go to their tea house and they have like 300 different blends i think um it's it's something absolutely insane and she does loads and loads of themed blends based around authors like jane austen and lewis carroll around themes like uh horror she has my little pony tea sets she had um she had a freddie mercury one just called mercury that has that it basically when you pour the tea out it's clear and gold with glittering flecks of mica in it Whoa. and it's about as it's about as fabulous as you can imagine a cup of tea being um and on top of that the teas are just absolutely delicious so we were being plied with chocolate from one side and tea from the other and just kind of bathed in unbelievable scents and on top of that they were 
wildly friendly, gregarious people who were fun to talk to and who were into what we were into. And we basically just, uh, you know, there, nobody could have showed up. And I think we still would have had a fun time. Um, that so. it sounds, uh, two things. I really want some tea. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't normally like tea, but I want some now. Yeah. And uh, I also really want BB-8. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's she's doing all of the classes in D&D as uh, teas, and she's struggling because for the druid one, she really wants to source some edible lichen that she can get in, and she's oh having a lot of trouble finding a consistent supplier. So, mm-hmm. like, when I say she... You know, she she is serious about her nerdity. She is not messing around. Do you happen yeah. to know what the warlock tea is by any chance? I or don't. Do, do they have a website? See if I can, they do have a website. I'll check their website. Com. Cool. And um, uh, Geek Noms. That's again with a uh, is uh, N O M Z. And if you go on. Facebook and look for Geek Noms, all one word. You should find their uh, Facebook group. And uh, they were, like I said, they were just absolutely terrific to get to hang out with. That that sounds really awesome. Yeah. So, what do you want to shout out to, Liz? So, I'm going to shout out to the two books I picked up at Gen or Gen Con, Flame Con. Mm. <laughs> um. First of which, we've already talked a little bit about the Mutants and Masterminds Basic Hero Handbook. Uh, it was written by uh, Crystal Fraser and Steve Kenson, Woo-hoo! two of the uh, two of the gayest people in RPGs, mm-hmm. <laughs> and both really awesome too. They're really awesome, really. I've met Steve Kenson uh, once. He's really nice. Um, but Crystal Fraser signed my book. Nice. Um, it was what I really like about it is it's a book that I have been wanting for so long like not not specifically this book but this type of book for mutants and masterminds it's it's just a nice introduction mutants and masterminds is i think a really complex game Mm -hmm. or at least it's not it's complex in that you've got so many options and this walks you through really easily how to build a fun character it's a book that if I were a game master and a player asked me, okay, what book should I get? And I said, um, I, I would say get that book. So what you're saying is if mm. we play this game, I should get that book. You should probably get that book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Um, because what's really cool about character creation in it, it's a little bit different. It's a lot bit different than the main Mutants and Masterminds. Um, is that you kind of come up with your character idea in your head, then you pick an archetype. Like, let's say you want to be, you know, like, let's say you want to be like a, a mutant that shoots lasers out of your eyes. Um, <laughs> it's like, okay, well, you probably want to be some kind of energy controller. So you look at the energy controller archetype mm-hmm. and you pick, um, it gives you kind of an array of stats like of your basic abilities, then you pick um, adjectives that describe your character that will then modify those abilities. Like you could be confident, disciplined, or hot-headed. Huh. And, and they help you not only customize your character, but get to know that character as a person, mm. which I think is really important for mm. superhero games. Yeah. 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 
The other book I want to talk about real quick, and I know we're we're running short on time, so I will be real quick. <laughs> um, which I could talk about this book for a whole episode, though. It's called Blue Rose. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, Blue Rose. So it was a D twenty game back in, in in the third edition days, but now it is they re released it as the Fantasy Age system. And system aside, it's a really cool system. I really like that system. That's not what I'm excited about. There are canonically trans people in this game. Yep. Um, and there are canonically are, everything people in that game. Yeah, but they are like touched by divinity, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm so into this." Um, yep. So, yeah, it's really cool. Um, both. Crystal Fraser did not write all of Blue Rose, but she is a contributor, particularly to the queer parts of it, though the trans parts. Um, and it's it's really good. If you want some fantasy that's that's a little bit different, go check out Blue Rose. Yeah, and actually, I'm in the process of trying to find the uh, the specific book, but um, Joseph Carricker, who is also hella gay and incredibly sweet, uh, wrote a novel for, uh, for uh, Blue Rose. So if you want to get a really good feel for the setting, it is called Shadow Tide, a Blue Rose novel by Joseph D. Carriker Jr. And Carriker is spelled K, uh, sorry, C-A-R-R-I-K-E-R. He's a sweet guy. It's a really fun book, mm-hmm. and uh, if you it, basically if you if you don't want to commit to buying a whole system, pick up the book and take a look and see what you think of it. Yeah, it's a pretty thick book, but it's there's a lot there. Mm-hmm. But um, so I think that's all I've got. Um, okay. Any any other last thoughts from y'all? Buy my book. Buy, oh yeah, buy your book. Yeah, yeah, it. which which is uh, titled "Vigilant Through Shadows and Dreams," book one, and it's available on Amazon. It's available on Barnes and Noble, and uh, and also uh, on Drive Through Fiction. You can get it in uh, print on demand on Drive Through Fiction or ebook on any of those sites. And your the na- the full names of the authors are uh, Sarah L. Stewart and Francis Stewart. Cool. And Fran, where can people find you on social media? Yeah, they can find me at Ronald and Valor on Twitter and Fran Stewart on Facebook. I can yeah. be found uh, on me, Cassie. Can be found at Tip Transformed on the Twitters. Uh, and you can find me at Little, and this is Liz, uh, since we're reintroducing ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Liz. You can find me at uh, Little underscore Lizzie 22 on Twitter. And we, uh, the uh, Tabletop Transmissions can be found on Facebook as at Tabletop Transmissions. We have a page. And we can be found on Twitter as at Transmissions. And let me spell it because... I spelled it wrong when I signed up for the Twitter account. <laughs> we are T-R-A-N-S-M-I-S-T-I-O-N-S. And, right. and we can be on uh, found on uh, iTunes as well as Podbean. If you go on iTunes, please uh, leave some kind of starred review so it can help us with uh, the mighty algorithm. Yeah. 
And if you say our names three times in the mirror and turn around, we'll be there. <laughs> I love it. And on that note, thanks for listening, gang. We'll catch you next week. And what I promise, that, Allie? Bye. I promise next week, Diceless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Diceless Part 2, Electric Boogaloo. No. And on that note, bye, folks. Bye.